ghost fart, ghost fart, ghost fart. It's a ghost fart. Ghost fart. Aren't all farts kind of ghosts for your lunch? <laughs> Go. <laughs> he lives again. <laughs> what lives again? My taters. <laughs> that was the ghost of my burrito. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the Heartlands Entertainment Industries. I am Brian and I'm joined today by a guest co-host, Miss Lainey Gilliland. We're brother and sister. That's right. In a very Star Wars-y way. We kiss. Now kiss. My goodness. So, uh, I, you know what? We're recording this early, so at this point, this year has been so freaking weird by by now that, like, who knows? In two weeks from now, by the time you guys are hearing this, maybe we've been invaded by freaking Martians. I don't even know. So, but we're still recovering from the COVID loveliness. Uh, <laughs> the COVID loveliness. It was so lovely. I don't, I don't, I had no problem with that whatsoever. I really did enjoy quarantine, though, to be quite well, honest. I was going to say, like, I'm curious to know, like, from the listeners, I want to know, you guys should message us on Facebook and, and our Instagram, like, what were you up to during the quarantine? Because for me, like, I was doing handiwork, and I was doing I was doing everything but film-related stuff. Chickens. We got chickens. We, we got chickens, yeah. And then you, oh, Lainey the wife Pooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got enrolled in nursing school, which is freaking... Well, not yet. Lit. I love that there's a global pandemic and, like, everyone is trying to avoid the hospitals like the plague. Ha! Literally. And- <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> Too soon. Well, it's because mom's a nurse, and, like, she's been so helpful, not only, like, during this time, but my entire life, people have always needed somebody with some medical expertise to help. And, you know... I think that everybody just needs a good nurse friend. <laughs> and I want to be that person. I want to pull stuff out of your butt whenever it comes to that. It's I a, could it's be a weird that specialization to focus I could on. be that you know, puller. She can be that butt puller that you've always yes. dreamed of. Or if you get something weird in your ear or if you need a The f- ear, the ear really is the butt of the head. It is. No, the mouth is the butt of the head. We all know that. That's true. Yeah. So, um but yeah, I started I started going to school. I'm not quite in nursing school yet, but I am on my way. You're on your way. I but am. like one of the funniest things about you is that you uh, pass out at the drop of a hat. Yes. So I've been slowly <laughs> blurred. No, not at blood. At I can handle blood and guts, but if you stick a needle into somebody like that that used to be it for me. So um I have not pursued anything in nursing until now because I could not get over it. And I realized that I could slowly desensitize myself. And now needles don't bother me as much. I've been like, whenever we're watching TV, I'll just pull up pictures of um, IVs and needles going into people's arms. And just slowly, and whenever it gets too much, I'll just click off and then I'll go back to it and look at it. And it's not bothering me. And this is not, this is no small thing, y'all, because what do you do? So whenever I myself get an IV put into my arm, I um, 
I pass out, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's called vagaling. Mm -hmm. So my eyes roll back in my head, my hands curl up and go near my face and shake. So it looks like I'm having a violent seizure. Mm -hmm. And And then a Catholic priest bursts into the room. Yes. And then I scurry up the wall with my head spinning round. Mm -hmm. Pea Um, soup everywhere. Pea soup everywhere. Um, No, so like... My doctor has to prescribe me Valium anytime I get a stick. And so the Which re- is loads of fun for me to take yeah. you to the hospital. <laughs> so hand off my extremely drugged wife. <laughs> so what made me actually feel like I could go into nursing is my mom can start IVs on people all day long. But if you start an IV on her, she passes out too. And so I was like, wait, I could have been a nurse this entire time. She's like, Yeah, you you just get over it she's like i still pass out if you poke me but i'm like oh my gosh so um so here i am almost 30 and just now (laughs) pursuing what i've always wanted to be yeah but you're doing it man like that's awesome and i'll tell you what if there's a silver lining of this whole covid thing it's that uh it was the nice little kick in the pants for both of us to get our butts in gear in a couple different ways so Uh, i worked in oil and gas Mm -hmm. yes worked in oil and gas former Former, because everybody knows that oil and gas is in the toilet now, so that was a kick in the pants for me to find something way more stable. Yeah, so, that was a bummer. It was a bummer, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you have another weird thing that you've always had about you as long as I've known you, which is you cannot handle skin not not full-blown nudity even just skin here's the thing i cannot (sighs) okay so i could handle in emergencies like having to see a shwing chong (laughs) or okay so like there's a car accident and a guy flies through the windshield and his falls out (laughs) i could handle you can handle that because something we've got to save this man (laughs) resuscitate him put his away (laughs) put a swing swung back in his (laughs) underpants um but i cannot handle the naked body like like you can never go to a a nude beach no i would disintegrate i would need a volume to go burst into flames so um just to show like how deep this actually goes um i went she still hasn't seen me naked i still haven't seen him naked 10 years of marriage yeah um by the way we're not brother and sister in case you're still (laughs) confused about that (laughs) we are i'm digging digging my heels in (laughs) (laughs) so um we had a swim party and one of my best friends who I've known for years, comes up to me and she's in a bikini. And I can't even look at her. She's like, why do you keep why do you keep <laughs> looking even away? Look at you. And I was like, you're Nikki. <laughs> so it just makes me so uncomfortable. And like me myself, like I'm extremely modest. Would you say that? I would say repressed, but <laughs> I, I'm very <laughs> repressed. Like I I I don't like I still haven't seen you poop. Like, I don't do that. So that's why you haven't seen me. Because ah, I've never, yeah, ever done that everything. before. Um, yeah, that has nothing to do with nudity. There's a mysterious smell of dead body in the bathroom every once in a while. It's your basset hound. Oh. That has nothing to do with nudity. Why are you talking about this? I consider this? it to be the same. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah. So, um, needless to say, um, I refuse to watch Game of Thrones. 
Um, I loved the crown because it was so clean mm-hmm, yes. and it was so good. You were into True Blood. And like one, uh, no, I stopped watching True Blood because of all the sex stuff. Blue. The big orgy in the woods. I was like, nope, because I used to like kind of fast hey man, forward. That was pivotal to the plot. No, we would so... not have known that they had orgies in the woods yeah. had they not had an orgy no. in the woods. So True Blood was hard for me to navigate, and I like watched the path too on Hulu. And like anytime somebody would start kissing, I would just fast forward, whether or not I knew it led to like a sex scene. You are so weird. Well, okay. Even smooching. I no. Keep the mirror I mean, away from us, then. Kissing is. Fine, but I just know Smitching. that it leads to stuff. So um, <laughs> I am. I you know, I don't ever want to see you kissing Slinky again. I love him. That's different. He's a wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love him more than you. Aww. National Geographic's too. All the all the boobies. Okay, I have one more. Oh, I thought you were going to say like animals. Animals can't. <laughs> all these animals, animals without their pants on. should wear pants. <laughs> I don't understand why we haven't clothed animals. Our children will suffer. It's just completely suffer. inappropriate. These dogs walking around with their balls dangling around. The views expressed in today's episode are not exactly reflective of the Okie Show Show <laughs> as a corporation. <laughs> I'm a psycho. You're... you're I'm a, and even I love that I'm the advocate here. <laughs> I know. And even my sister, she's like, you can't even handle this. I was like, no, I can't. I'm going to barf. Gosh. <laughs> it's just too much. Well, how do you feel about today's topic? Oh, my gosh. It made me feel so happy that there are people who care and that see into or that read in between the lines of things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm super encouraged, and it makes me extremely happy. And um. Yeah. So today we're talking to Ms. Tonya Sina, who is an intimacy coordinator and kind of a pioneer in the, the world of uh, coordinating intimate scenes and nudity on stage. Like, her focus is specifically in the theater, but there's a lot of things that kind of cross over into film. So we pick her brain about where the world is in the world of entertainment when it comes to intimacy. And intimacy is incredible, the broad range that it covers. It is. is I don't know if you've tried it, (laughs) (laughs) but it rocks. (laughs) This episode has just like really expanded my knowledge of all of this. Like it has, and it's been a comfort to me. Yeah. So. So let's go to our conversation with Miss Tonya Cena. So we're here with Miss Tonya Cena. Hello, Madam, calling in on Zoom from Chicago, Illinois. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. This is such an interesting topic, um, and it feels like we're still kind of figuring stuff out, at least on the film side, it feels like we're still kind of figuring stuff out. So, um, Tonya, I know that you focus primarily on the theater world of things, but uh, I think that there's some universal stuff that we can we can kind of talk about and um and so let's do it what do you think sounds good okay so Where first do we start off, <laughs> first off let's just start with what exactly an intimacy coordinator is intimacy director like what is that okay so an intimacy coordinator is a, a person who is trained to come into onto a film set and um not only necessarily anything from choreographing specifically scenes of intimacy or 
um, simulated sex acts uh, to just being in the room to make sure that everybody feels like they have a safe space. Um, so it, it can be as hands-on as, you know, the intimacy director is literally telling the actors what to do and how to, how to move to being pretty hands-off and, and, you know, just being there between to make sure that everyone's checking in with each other. Um, prior to, in, in the theater, we do the same thing, but it's a little bit different because we have rehearsals and rehearsals are a, a little bit, you know, they're set up a little bit, you know, all of the work gets done in the rehearsals so that the action is repeatable versus in film, you really only need to get one shot, you know, once you have it then you have it with theater, the technique changes because you have to make it repeatable. Mm. So the rules have to change about how it can be repeatable and it has to be the same every single night um, within the contract that the two actors make. Otherwise, if a hand slips and they didn't agree to that, then that could potentially be a, a case for sexual assault. Oh, so wow. um, we have to make sure. Yeah, that makes which, sense. I don't know why that's shocking to me. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <Right? It's, laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is uh, up until you know this, uh, up until the specialty, it it was you know, let's just try something and we don't have any technique behind it. It's right. just, well, I know how to sec have sex. So let's just try to have sex. And it was never, how are the characters performing this? What mm -hmm. is the story we're trying to tell? And the outcome of that, as I saw when I wrote my master's thesis was that sex scenes were just awkward right. or um, uncomfortable or dangerous in some cases mm. because people were getting assaulted and, I myself had been assaulted many times in that yeah. context. So, yeah. uh, so the technique was literally just invented so that I could, so that I personally as a director and choreographer would stop enabling the abuse of the actors I was working with. So right. I wanted to make a solid technique that made sense, just like we have for stage combat and for violence on stage. Everything is very organized. It's very disciplined. There's lots of teaching. There's lots of workshops. There's lots of, you know, classes in it. Lots yeah. of different weapons and specialties. That's so funny. That's so true because, like, it's not like whenever you're doing a fight scene that you just, well, we know how to fight. <laughs> That's have right. at it. <laughs> Here, Here's a here's sword. Go to town. <laughs> Go ahead. Try something. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that, right? Make it real. <laughs> That's, uh, That's what I learned when I was studying. You know, I went to um, Virginia Commonwealth University to study how to be a stage combat professor. That's what I was learning to be. It was the pedagogy of teaching staged violence. And while I was there, I was asked to choreograph a couple of sex scenes and I realized, whoa, 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 this is way bigger of a gaping hole in the industry. Nobody's oh, doing sure. it because I, I researched it, but at the time, no, there was nobody choreographing sex. There was nobody saying that they were choreographing only sex. There was nobody yeah. specializing in it. So that's what <clears throat> I decided to uh, pioneer was this should be a specialty just like stage combat and stunts are yeah. and it should be separate from stage combat and stunts because a violence expert isn't necessarily an expert in intimacy right and so vice versa is this accepted like is is there a lot of intimacy coordinators now or is it kind of like a new thing that's coming around well it's new in the scheme of like the arts right mm -hmm. um since I published my thesis in 2006, that's when I coined oh. the phrase. Wow. Okay. So since then, 
for about 10 years, I graduated and I moved to Oklahoma right away. And I lived in Oklahoma as a professor at both OU and OCU, uh, teaching workshops, trying to hone in the skill, teaching classes. And I didn't call it intimacy because it's Oklahoma. You can't call you know, I couldn't call <laughs> right, it that. Yeah. So I called it. Cordial relations, relations director. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to call the class gender relations and performance in order oh, for wow. it to be able to be taught. Yeah. And it was about choreographing scenes of intimacy. And it's not necessarily just sex, it's intimacy. So it's a mm -hmm. bigger umbrella than that. Um, that's, that's and it went over true. really well. Can we, real quick, because you make such a, such a very important point there, there is a difference between sex and intimate. Because oh, yeah. like, whenever we're shooting on film, like I'll tell people that, we're, that I was working on an intimacy series or something like that, and they don't know what that is. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's not sex. So can you... Can you explain the difference between intimacy scenes and sex scenes yeah well especially now in a covid world um yeah. a lot of intimacy can be non-contact mm. and um we tell a lot of stories on stage uh that don't contain any sort of kissing you know sex or simulated sex it's sometimes it's just breathing or eye contact or mm. the subtleties of what how the body physiologically changes when there's an attraction to somebody else and and the study of that is part of the art form of what we choreograph and um and so in the past it was just you know it's up to the actors to choreograph themselves but actors mm. are not choreographers they right. can act i mean they can fulfill the role and do tell the story but they need to be told what the choreography is from somebody, mm. um, especially when you're involving something that should have consent. And oh, yeah. up until mm, a couple of years ago, theater was being choreographed without asking for any consent. It was just, well, you signed up for this role, so obviously you consented, right. so you can't say no now. I've and always thought that's that was how we've so... gotten into this horrible yeah. situation with actors being abused. I've always thought that was so fascinating because like, I remember whenever I first started working in, in film and around performers and stuff. Um, and like, it was well before the Me Too moment began. And I just remember feeling like there's something slimy about this, like the way that they're doing it. Like yeah. there's no accountability. Um, like, you know, you, cl you can close the set all you want, but you still have all these people gathered around monitors and, you know, mm -hmm. poking their heads. And it's just like, it's so, it's just uncomfortable from an onlooker standpoint. I can't imagine what it's like to be on the actor's shoes. So exactly. having a buffer and there and having a safety net like what you are is just so, gosh, like. Well, and it's, you. it's, thanks. It's, it's, and it's, we, we don't like to say, you know, because some people are really bristly about the fact that we have this specialty now. Um, uh, a lot of directors feel like, well, um, I don't need another voice in the room or it's just somebody's going to put me in between my act, like someone in between me and my actors mm -hmm. or, um, you know, they feel like it's censorship of, hmm. of, of actors because we're saying they think this is a job that's like the sex police. Oh like, yeah. That my, my job is to come in and, and prevent sexual assault from happening in its tracks. <laughs> yeah. And that's not what it is. We're preventative. We're mm. not reactionary. So like I obviously if I'm seeing something happen in front of me, I'm going to stop it. Right. And I can recognize before it happens usually that it's about to happen. But that's not what the job the job is to choreograph the scenes and to have a vocabulary to make sure everybody is having their 
opinions and their consent being expressed. Because a lot of actors don't know that they're allowed to have that. And the power dynamics of having a director ask you to perform sex when they might be really, really powerful, they might be able to not cast you in the future, um, or in academia, they might be giving you a grade. Um, all of those power dynamics make the question of consent not so certain anymore. Are they really right. consenting if there's, you know, like time is money in film. You waste time and, and that's, that's expensive. So for an actor to sit there and have to say, okay, well, I don't actually feel comfortable. Uh, can we look at this for a second? Or can I get help with this? That takes a lot of guts to have to yeah. say no to a room full of people who just want to mm. get this over with. So that's, you know, there is the specialty of intimacy, but what we really are trying to do is, is change the industry completely so that we are realizing what we're asking of actors and making sure that everybody's boundaries are being respected. Right. So do you receive um, a lot of pushback from directors or from, you know, uh, other actors or, or is it pretty, are people pretty understanding of what you're here to do or is it kind of touch and go? Um, for a while, every room I walked into, I had to sell. Mm. I just sell it. Um, now, I don't have to sell it. I okay. do know that a lot of my colleagues feel like they do still have to sell it to a lot of rooms. There are a lot of, generally, I'm not going to be hired if I'm not wanted in the room. Yeah. So, like, luckily, if you have budgeted for an intimacy director to come in, that means you probably really need them. Mm. And everyone agreed that they should be there. Mm -hmm. um, I have been in rooms where like the producer wants me to come in and the director's like okay. not so hot about it. And sometimes in those situations, I take a step back a little bit and I just support and mm -hmm. I make sure those actors are being taken care of backstage. And if they have nudity, make sure we're all following all the rules and the techniques and all the things that we've set up to protect them. But um, I would say nowadays I get far less pushback depending on the industry. We're talking about theater, people are pretty much on board. If we're talking about opera, there's still hmm. some convincing. Still some convincing. Really? <laughs> Do tell. <Yeah. laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, you know, we, we didn't start an opera. An opera is steeped in a lot of tradition, let's just say. So um, it's really hard to change something that's been, you know, done the same way for so long. And um, theater kind of ever evolves and updates with whatever's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. um, opera kind of stays in the past a little bit. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've seen productions with yellow face still, or, you know, oh. like certain things that are culturally inappropriate. So there's right. a lot of things in the arts that, you know, and in this COVID sort of pause, a lot of artists are going, well, maybe this is the best thing for us is to just, let's just stop. And yeah. <laughs> start just over. Take a beat. <laughs> that's like yeah, one of those like just... weird blessings within the curse of COVID of like just forcing everybody to stop, just take stop, take a breath. Yeah. Realize yeah. how non-essential your job is. <laughs> I mean, it, it really has been helpful to, for everybody to just take a breath. Cause I think we were all moving really, really fast. And, yeah. um, and this industry had to completely stop in its Screeching tracks. Screeching halt. Screeching halt. Yeah. You know, I, we can't be I, in the same room. So, and Crazy. intimacy over Zoom is not as fun. <laughs> right. So what is that, like, now that we are in a kind of a COVID world, like, what does that look like? Because, like, 
you have people that need to be touching physically. Right, right. Um, well, what's interesting about this is that I, I am immunocompromised highly. Um, I have an ultra rare blood disease and I'm a kidney transplant patient two times over and I'm waiting for a kidney. I'm on dialysis. So I'm an example of a very high risk person. Um, I already am very limited on, uh, and in the rules of intimacy direction and how I teach my teachers is choreographers never should have to really touch their performers, mm. period. Just because it's inappropriate when you're choreographing intimacy. It's not inappropriate when you're choreographing. <laughs> Step dance, aside, let me maybe. show you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You know, so like there are choreographers that do that. They step in for the, for the performance and in intimacy that you cannot do that. So like there are rules that are different about intimacy that don't apply to other specialties. And in COVID, we kind of, we, we put those rules into it already because of, because it was founded by my method, at least was founded by somebody who is a member of the disabled community who was immunocompromised. Mm. So within that, we're almost like amping up the rules we already have. So we limit kissing as much as possible in live performance. Um, we limit, as we call it, mucus to mucus membrane contact. Yes. <laughs> that is the, <laughs> yes. that sucks all romance. Yeah. Out of it. My mom yeah, doesn't say that to me all yeah. the time. Don't touch your mucus membranes. Yeah. Mucus whenever membrane Lainey and I have kids now, whenever they're old <laughs> enough to go dating, that's what uh -huh. we're gonna, yeah, we're just going to say that. You're welcome. Oh, whatever you do. <laughs> no exchange of mucus membranes. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, like, it used to be, oh, I don't need an intimacy director for this show because it's just, like, a couple of kisses, and that's not really, I, I can handle that. But, like, kissing is one of the most dangerous things we do on stage. Mm. Because unlike a slap, right, a slap in stage combat, you can do the technique, and you don't want to do a contact-based slap because that's dangerous, right? So you want to set it up, you want to set up the angles, you can do the technique and it's pretty much safe. With kissing, because the physiological changes of what happens to your body almost immediately when two people kiss, mm. especially if they're role-playing on top of that, mm. your brain cannot tell the difference between real and fake sometimes when you're in those physiological, your body responds, just right. naturally responds to kissing, to touching, to any of those things. So as opposed to fighting, where you don't hate your partner, the more you work together with intimacy, the more you work together, the more you develop feelings for each other, you get closer. And that can become really hard to set those boundaries. Mm -hmm. and so we've had to build in techniques of closure, being able to walk away from the work and being like, okay, I want to go home to my wife. I want to go home to my, my partner. What are some of those techniques? Do you mind sharing, a, sharing with us? Like, you know, yeah, how would so, you coach past that? Yeah, so we, we do the work, we choreograph the work, and we make sure there's always a third party present. We never ask anybody to, you know, work on it alone. Um, and then at the end of the work, we, we have usually a, I use a tap out, which is like, um, we do like a high 10. And that's sort of like a marker of like the sound, we can feel it. It's like a boom, we're done. Now we're colleagues. It just marks the end of us trying to be characters in love. Mm. And now we can just be colleagues talking to each other in a rehearsal hall, right? So um, I also have a, uh, a service dog that comes with me to teach. 
Um, and she actually also helps me serve as closure. So like if we do scenes that are heightened, really emotional, like, you know, a, a sexual assault or anything like that, she'll run in once we say, okay, everybody, now let's like break. She'll run in and go comfort the actors and oh. they can just pet a puppy so they can get out of their heads. That's right. the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to... What kind of dog is it? Let's take a break from all this. We need to know about the dog. <laughs> all right, yeah. it's dog time. <laughs> she's, a, she's a pit bull. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> so she's got a big <laughs> apple head. <laughs> she has a big apple head here. Um, would you like to meet oh her? Oh, Yes. This is Daphne Rose. Daphne Rose. Oh dear. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my Look at your little apple head and your little booper shoes. Oh, for oh. the listeners that cannot see, <laughs> this is the cutest dog ever. Oh my goodness. This is Daphne. Oh, she's with a so pretty. She's got a little oh. <laughs> She's already making me feel better and I wasn't even sad. <laughs> yeah, she's good at that. Right? Oh, gracious. <laughs> She looks yeah. so sleepy. Like <laughs> you've interrupted. You've interrupted <laughs> I did. Her I nap. Yeah. I interrupted her nap, but I was taking a nap, mom. She's very sweet. She's very smart, oh. and um, her job is to break up sexual tension. So, um, <laughs> in the workshop, that's so that we cool. Teach, that's just so darn clever, amazing. too. <laughs> so when two people, you know, we do a lot of exercises with extended eye contact, or sometimes it's hugging exercises, or just mm -hmm. to just repeat choreography. If I tell her, okay, now go, she'll run in and be like, okay, break it up. <laughs> Fun police. Fun police. <laughs> you know what? She our, is the sex police. Yeah. <laughs> our, dogs, our dogs are experts in breaking up sexual tension too. So it's if true. you would like to bark. Yeah. <laughs> we have a basset hound and a wiener dog. And uh, nothing kills the mood faster. <laughs> yeah, they know. They know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's so that's so that's so cool like I just the idea that. of um just yeah that's just so neat um kudos <laughs> it's a you. fun job yeah well what what would it for um for a small production that that may be foreign to this what we're talking about right now like with this position and mm -hmm. stuff what would that look like like how would how would a smaller production implement um everything that you're talking about. How do we make okay, those actors yeah. feel safe? So because this is such a new specialty, we don't have hundreds of thousands of intimacy choreographers in the world yet. Um, we, uh, my, the organization that I'm a part of, I actually, I founded a nonprofit with, um, with two of my colleagues to start a training program because we felt we needed to be the highest standard of this in the, in the industry because you know it because i in kind of pioneered it and then mm -hmm. it evolved and then my colleague alicia brought it to film so um and translated it for film and so we've been here sort of the longest we're not saying we're the first people in the world to choreograph sex scenes obviously people choreographed sex scenes before i was born but nobody was calling it a specialty separate from anything else and they right. certainly weren't necessarily using consent rules the way we know them now. Mm -hmm. um, so the actors weren't feeling safe in that process. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, so now, if a small company feels that they want, they're doing a show that's got a lot of sex in it and they want a specialist, 
depending on what city you are from, you can go to our website and we can recommend you a choreographer in the area um, because we have, sorry, my laptop just dying. Um, we have, <laughs> sorry. It's okay, I'll edit we that have, part out. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have uh, now we have choreographers all over uh, the United States. We have uh, a bunch in Canada. We've got some in the UK that have started its own branch over there. So we've got branches in different countries now and also Australia um, and Finland. Um, but so it's become an international movement. And here, uh, depending on the, how much your budget is, if you are looking for somebody who is, you know, at the top certified with, you know, the organization and um, fully trained and also, you know, a teacher, that's going to be on the higher end of your budget. Um, but we also have uh, newer intimacy directors. We also have students of intimacy direction that can handle, you know, certain choreographical scenes that we, we might give them, you know, we might, we might give them smaller projects until they can handle bigger projects. We really try not to advise people who are not trained to do this work to do it because we have seen a lot of people get hurt by people thinking that they could do this just because they might have a knack for sex or whatever that right. means. Um, that doesn't mean you know how to be an intimacy director. And so we're, we're really trying to emphasize that you, you need to have implicit bias training. You mm. need to have diplomacy skills. You need to be able to, you know, deescalate uh, an emotional outburst. You need to be able to recognize the difference between a panic attack and a heart attack, you know, um, so we all have mental health first aid certifications. Um, we, you know, we've done a lot of research outside of being theater people to make sure that we are as best trained as possible. And we're still trying to figure out what all that specifically means. But what it means is it takes a while to train to be a fully, you know, a fully recognized intimacy director or coordinator. Um, because we're, you know, we're the last person to make sure that a crime isn't being committed sometimes. Right. So, so it's really wow. important that we know what we're doing. Yeah. How often um, is it like, do you run into panic attacks or to certain, to certain situations like that, that you have to deescalate? Is that a common thing or is it, um, is it kind of rare scenarios? It's, I would say it's on the, it's more on the rare side. I mean, that's good. If that it's, it, yeah, I mean, well, it also depends on, on what kind of a choreographer you are, you know, mm -hmm. like I know some pretty abusive choreographers that can mm. make a panic attack happen just like that. Yeah. Um, I also know, you know, some people who have never seen anybody have a panic attack in front of them as a choreographer. So I think it really, it depends on, you know, on, on what what the choreography is that you're asking them to do and what those actors personal stories are that we don't need to know what mm -hmm. their past is all we need to know is trauma when it's happening and how to how to help them navigate that and give them the resources that they need because up until now it's been okay actors are just on their own and you know they're gluttons for punishment and for some reason it, it, it implied that actors were allowed to be assaulted and abused at work mm -hmm. which yeah. It, they shouldn't be. It's a job, just like any other job. Right. They, uh, they should be allowed to be safe at work. Support for The Okie Show Show is provided by the Oklahoma Film and Music Office. As the entertainment industry continues to flourish both globally and here in Oklahoma, the need for the continued development and expansion of our local film industry workforce and companies is critical. 
Join the action and start your new career in the Oklahoma film industry. Find out more at okfilmmusic.org forward slash getting started. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. I'll insure this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. It's tough production. Not like going down to the film school and having Mom and Aunt Gilly supplying the catering. The show? Swallow your hole. No sinking or tenderizing. Down you go. Shoot it quick. It's not gonna be pleasant. Now, Outgate is a commercial insurance broker with film and entertainment expertise headquartered in Oklahoma. It means you get the Oklahoma film rebate and local people available anytime you need them. Think about this director. He's got black eyes like doll's eyes. His last show, 100 Men started production. Only 23 came out. Meal penalties took the rest. Outgate Insurance. Our website's at oklahoma-film.com. They place annual policies for producers of all types. Post-production E&O. Specific film project policies for budgets of all sizes. And they work with musicians too. Place an insurance for gigs and events of all types. No matter what's your budget, whether it's five grand or fifteen million. Outgate Insurance can toss you a lifeline. And they can also find you coverage for post-production errors and omissions. You're gonna need it in order to get your film distributed. I'll cover pre-pro, production, post, the whole damn thing. Call Outgate at 918-574-455 for your movie's production insurance. That's 918-574-4555, Chief. Uh, thank you, Mr. Quint. We'll take it under advisement. I'll never wear a life jacket again. Would you have any advice for um, actors that are going to do an intimacy scene that they for sure, you know, don't have an intimacy coordinator? Like, what advice would you give them? Um, there are so many resources to read. There's a lot of articles on our website. We have tons of resources to look through that some of them are specifically made to help performers who don't have an intimacy director in the room. There's also workshops that we recommend taking even as a performer to just get used to the fact that intimacy is going to be handled differently from here on out. Yeah. It's never going to be asked of you without, you know, you, you're not going to be coerced into performing sex scenes. That's, yeah. you know, we, our job is not, we are not sex workers. We are mm -hmm. actors. So we need to know how the skill of simulated sex, which is not the same as sex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, you know, that, that that's a separate skill. So we're trying to, we're trying to get it into academia. We're trying to, you know, I, I taught it in Oklahoma a little bit, but it didn't take off too well there as you might imagine. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of um, which is so funny. I feel like that's so backwards. You'd think they'd be all about it. Well, no, no, no. Here we're just like, well, let's just eliminate sex scenes completely. Yeah, that's exactly. We, that's where we come from. Sex doesn't <laughs> exist. Everybody knows it was the buzzard that brought us to the crib. I don't know. The buzzard. Did I say buzzard. Also, <laughs> buzzard. Them dang yeah, buzzards. <laughs> And you know, and I hate to say because I don't know buzzards. what brought you, but it was a buzzard for me. <laughs> <laughs> they they weren't really receptive to hearing a younger woman tell them right. things uh -huh. should be changed. Right. So I can see that. Yeah. the mere fact of my demographics didn't help me and uh -huh. my situation in Oklahoma. Uh -huh. um, 
which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And hopefully that changes. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have hope for that. I feel like I've noticed a change just from the set over the last mm, five years as far That's as like, taking things seriously, people being sensitive, mm-hmm. uh, people being wise and not just willy-nilly. And like, I feel like in my experience on set, you're seeing less of, well, this is just what the character would want, so you just do it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if it makes you feel any better, because I know there was damage done and trauma by the incident with, um, that we talked about earlier um, yeah. that happened in Oklahoma with the film industry. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened in Oklahoma, if that makes anybody feel better, those rules that we didn't have in place that allowed that to happen are now SAG rules in all, in all film sets. Yeah, yeah. So. That, that horrible, horrible situation has mm-hmm. led to how we, you know, it, it wasn't the only source that we took from, but it was definitely influencing on when we were creating roles of how to keep people safe. Yeah, so. that is wonderful to hear. What can an actor, him or herself, do uh, to be at peace with all of this? To To, you know, not find themselves in an uncomfortable position. Is there anything that they can do? Um, well, you can't control everybody. And we know right. that there are abusive people out there. Are we like getting rid of them slowly, but surely? Sure. Uh, because we don't tolerate things as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. I would say what an actor can do to protect themselves from a lot of what I do is I help to empower actors, mm. empower them, not take their power away, empower them. So that they understand what their boundaries are. In this industry, we have been told not to have boundaries. And we are rewarded for not having boundaries. It's like, oh, look how risky that person is. Let's give them more roles, right? Right, Yeah. So we're trying to reset the the entire industry by saying, you know what? When somebody says, actually, I'm not comfortable with that. Is it okay if we this instead? Mm -hmm. That we all say, thank you for telling me your boundary. Because you have now given me information that I can use to make this entire scene better for both of us. So we, a lot of what we teach in our workshops is um, how actors can express their boundaries in a respectful way um, while still doing their jobs and feeling like, you know, they're not sacrificing their bodies and minds and souls. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. That's so good. So what happens if a director presses? What happens then? Um, If, the director presses, there's a stage manager present that will help. If the stage manager is also part of the problem, the intimacy director would help. If the intimacy mm, director yeah. is part of the problem, there is always a chain of command. Right. So what, well, the problem in the past is there wasn't. The, you mm-hmm. know, there's somebody at the top and that person gets to abuse everybody. Um, and what we're trying to do is eliminate that by, by, you know, by making everybody answer to somebody and mm-hmm. making sure that you know, everybody's voice can be heard in the room. Great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that this so much. This is all stuff that has never even come into question in my mind at all. So I don't know. It's just fabulous to hear that yeah. things that I haven't even thought about are already being taken care of. Like that's, that's yeah. wonderful. I think that that's, I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned this on the recording, but oh. Lainey here is super <laughs> duper sensitive. I am. Yes. Um, does this make you feel better? It does. Good. It really, I mean, still like if, 
if there is boobies <laughs> in a play, or uh, uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it because to <laughs> that's, me, and that's you know, you have every right. Oh, and totally. I say yeah. now that we have this method, mm-hmm. you would now know. You'd be warned. You'd be given a heads up on a show if there was full frontal nudity, mm. because we would have to say, hey, content warning, for because some people are sensitive mm-hmm. to nudity, like yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we give content warnings to make the audience understand that if you want, you know, heads up, there's, there might be nudity in this show. Mm -hmm. Use your tools if you want to remove yourself or if you don't think you can handle it, that's up to you. So now I don't have to be, make that my problem. That's up to the audience to decide whether or not they can handle a situation, but I have to give them the information they need. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give away the secret. I don't want to say, (laughs) you know, like, this is how we did it. And you know, this is what it's about. Like, you don't want to give away too much. So there I was. <laughs> but just like, you know, warning when there's a gunshot, warning when there's yeah. um, strobe lights, you know, mm-hmm. like we just say, hey, heads up, there's simulated sex acts in this show. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to watch it with your grandmother, don't bring her. <laughs> yeah. I learned the hard way. Don't watch Game of Thrones while the mother-in-law is over. So much damage Ooh. control. Not a good idea. So yeah. Much I'm still mad at that. You brought it back up. The uh, plot was really <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I was really into what was going on. Of course. And here wanders in mother-in-law. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, at least you didn't at least you didn't choreograph it and you just watched it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, how do you how do you show the family your hard work? <laughs> uh, my mom comes to see everything I do. Oh good. Um, my brother does not. Right, yeah. <laughs> Is your brother like, so, you can't, can't deal with it? He's a little more conservative, yeah. Yeah. He's on the conservative side. So my mom, she's just like, you know, she's going to be proud. And she's going to grin and bear it, even though she's Catholic and such a good square. You know what I mean? Like, she's a <laughs> mm-hmm. square lady. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she wants to support her daughter, and she believes that I'm, you know, she understands why I do what I do, and I'm trying yeah. to prevent abuse from happening. And so thing. she's come mm-hmm. to see as many things as she can. And oh, tries to yay. be tries to be supportive. <laughs> yeah. Yay. That's awesome. So I have another yeah. question. Um, do you feel like you have to um, really direct people away from their nat or like their natural intuitions for like these roles? Or do you feel like for the most part, they do lean towards being consensual and being appropriate or does that make sense? Um, yes. Uh, so I will not, I will not tolerate anything that is less than enthusiastic consent. Mm -hmm. So if I have a performer that's looking like, "Mm -hmm," Mm -hmm. even in their bodies, they don't even have to say they're uncomfortable. I can Mm -hmm. see it. If I see that we're taking a break, we're going to have a discussion. We're like, Hey, what can I do? What can I do to make this more comfortable for you? What, Mm -hmm. what do we need? You know, do we need to, to do this or is it something that we can't fix? You know, uh, the communication is the key. Mm-hmm. And, and in our method, we have five pillars, and one of the pillars is communication. Mm-hmm. For the reason that we need to, we can't, I can't read the actor's minds. You know, I need you to tell me if you're having an issue, if you feel unsafe. I need to know that. That yeah. way I can do something about it. So, um, so I find that, you know, what we get when everybody's consenting and they know where the boundaries are, they know, okay, he's going to touch my knee like that every mm-hmm. single time. And because I know his knees, his hand is going to be there on my knee every single time, then I can go further in my reaction to it because I trust Mm -hmm. and we're working together as partners. But if I don't know that his hand is going to stay there, 
then my first instinct is to like clam up, right? Like I'm yeah. going to tense because I don't know where his hand's going to go. And now all of a sudden I'm not paying attention to character. And now the story's getting muddled and the audience is going, this looks awkward, right? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I don't think they like each other. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so essentially what our job is to make those sex scenes look natural Mm -hmm. um, and make them look natural in the bodies that we're working with. And mm -hmm. we don't come in with preconceived choreography. We have to choreograph it with the bodies we have because mm -hmm. everybody is different and the angles are different on each person. So um, it's not like fights where you can say, these are the moves, we're going to do this fight. It's like, no, no, no. The, you know, the intimacy is very fluid and it changes depending on, you know, depending on what the bodies are. But once it's set, it's not going to change. It'll mm -hmm. change microscopically because humans are not robots. Yeah. So, you know, like the breath might change or the timing might be slightly different, but the choreography and the moves themselves do never, they never change. The targets of where the hands go are always mm -hmm. the same. We call it body mapping. So mm -hmm. the hand always goes to the same place on the map. And same with kissing. Kissing always is like, if it's like, oh, you're going to kiss here and then down the neck and then down the chest, we map it. Right. And it goes in all those places. So there's a lot to consider. Yeah. How do you, I, I, I don't think that we covered this yet, but it just kind of came to my mind. Um, how do you square the actor um, that does something inappropriate within an intimate scene and then uses the reasoning of, well, that's what the character would have wanted you know, he's a method actor or something like that, because I have experienced that with some actors and their techniques of yeah. like, how do you square that? Does the dog take care of him? <laughs> do you stick the pit bull on him? <laughs> That's what she's for, really. Right, yeah. yeah. Get him! <laughs> her and her um, yeah, so there are some dangerous aspects to method acting. Uh, when it comes to intimacy choreography. And, and that is like, y you cannot method act your way through a scene if only one of you is method acting because the other one of you isn't. And that means that they are, you know, not in the same place that you are. So um, I, I find that that's not conducive to choreographing intimacy and that I would recommend that... Um, they follow, you know, we, we choreograph it. My recommendation is we choreograph it and make it the same every night. Um, because if it's not the same every night, you are putting yourself at a really high risk for, for issues. Right. Um, and a lawsuit is far more expensive than oh, for sure. You know what I mean? You don't even want to mess with it. Yeah. So, um, so I would, I would recommend, you know, to somebody who feels like I have to be in there, method whatever um i i don't i don't think i think that acting is you have to have a part of your brain that knows you're acting mm -hmm. otherwise it's schizophrenia and and that's not what we're about you know like right. being an artist doesn't mean you have to have a mental illness it's uh <laughs> what <laughs> i know i know um you know we, we very much emphasize self-care and mental health you know because in the past, it was just like sacrifice your mind for your art, and it yeah. doesn't have to be that way anymore. Yeah. You know, so um, and you don't have to sacrifice your body either. It, it, it has to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like those people kind of get labeled as unprofessional, and people don't want to do sex scenes with them anymore because you don't know what you're going to get. 
Mm. So you can develop a bad reputation for not being reliable, not being repeatable. And an actor Mm -hmm. really should know how to repeat something. That's Mm. kind of part of the job. Yeah. Well, especially in film, like my goodness, continuity issues and all that. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Like that's the basic like film 101. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So for somebody that's wanting to, pursue a career in, in intimacy directing and coordinating and all that kind of stuff. What are some routes that a, an individual can take to pursue that as a career? Um, well, if you haven't come to any workshops ever by anybody and you're interested, I would say just come to a workshop right now. Of course, everything's on hold because of COVID. Um, but we offer without sans COVID pre COVID um, we offered a lot of, national and international even workshops in this where you know we go through the techniques we teach the basics and the fundamentals and um and and now we are doing more online education there's still even though we're not doing the in-person stuff like you see like we can talk all day about this there's so much information that can Mm -hmm. be told over the over online so we're starting up some online classes now um, but I would say in the meantime, because we're still developing this as, as a training program and as a specialty, it's, you know, relatively new in the scheme of things. Um, directing skills, acting skills, choreography skills, movement skills, um, even a little bit of, of like theater history, knowing, you know, the history of sex in different locations and countries and, and cultures. Um, Uh, implicit bias training and Mm -hmm. um, communication skills. So there's a lot of other things that we can study to enhance this or even another movement form, you know, like learning stage combat doesn't ever hurt Um, or even dance could really help. Um, So we're, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of education out there for this and we're not the only organization now. There's a lot more that have sprung up um, in the past couple of years. So now it's, you know, it, it's not a monopoly. There's tons of people teaching it. It's very accessible. We need to get it into our schools next, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is my five-year plan is, um, is to make it a core curriculum class for acting programs. If we still have acting programs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember back in the day when there was a thing called acting. <laughs> We used to touch each other. I overtook it all. (laughs) I will say I just started. um, I just started some college courses. And before I could even enroll, I had to watch a two hour video on um, sexual conduct and um, enthusiastic Mm -hmm. consent. And it was so enlightening and so sad and so terrible. But legally, yeah, you know, we, we all have to watch that and yeah. Yeah. take a test yeah. over it. And we are living in a different great. time. You we know, are. we, we, I wish we had get, I wish I had had that information earlier in my life. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm really, really glad that it's becoming more mainstream now because it was way overdue. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I'm and it's not just, for, this is not for women. I just want to make sure to emphasize just in yes. case people think this is a women's movement. Mm-hmm. that is not the case. This is about anybody, any performer, you know, sometimes when we're choreographing sexual assault, it's the man that needs more emotional mm-hmm. support than the, yeah. than the woman in that scene, mm-hmm. because 
he has to be the person who is sexually assaulting somebody. That doesn't come naturally just because right. you have a penis. Well, and I'm, sh- I'm sure that can be mildly traumatic too for, for Absolutely some traumatic. Uh, in, in more cases than not, I mean, it, it's really hard to portray somebody who wants to hurt someone. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that the, there's, this is not a gender thing. This is not specific to that. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, statistically speaking, women were getting abused at a higher rate in the theater. But, you know, we, we don't talk about gender the same way we did in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And to acknowledge that everyone is part of the abuse is really more accurate. Yeah. Well, I, I'm very encouraged by uh, the, you know, the changes that have been made over the last few years. It's been just as a, just as a crew member on set, you know, like, it's one weird thing. Like, I, I'm a sound mixer on film sets. And so, like, I'm from a purely observational standpoint most of the time. Mm-hmm. So like I'm listening in on the, the director communicating with the actors. I'm listening to the actors and their processes. And um, there has been some very, very wonderful changes that I have noticed. Um, and I'm very encouraged by it. And, um, and I'm very, very thankful for people like you that are, you know, really, this is, this is such important stuff and it's making people safer. And I just, I'm very, very thankful for you and what you do. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know that. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to hear. We're thankful for the dog too. We're very thankful for the dog. (laughs) We might, if you're ever in Oklahoma, we may have to have a puppy date. That sounds great. I'm hoping to come back at some point. Surely I will. Hit us up. We'll go to the dog park. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Well, where can we, uh, where can the audience find more information about you and the intimacy? um, Um, Well, we're on, we're on, yes. If you look up on Facebook, we're under um, intimacy directors and coordinators, IDC. Um, The website is intimacy directors and coordinators. Wait. Mm, I just looked it up. Sorry, this is a brand new site. So, um, idcprofessionals.com. Okay. And on that, there's all the sources. You can see all the the news articles that we've been in. You know, our article in the in the the Rolling Stone magazine. Alicia was all over that. In American Theater magazine, New York Times. Like all of our stuff is up here. Yeah. So that it's really accessible. Um, if you want to learn more about that, um, and then our creative team if you want to look at because this is again we just launched this company so it's new we're still trying to you know get our bearings and then you know covid hit so um <laughs> so we're it's gonna right be now- a, life is gonna be split pc and <laughs> yes c it's true yeah. it's true so, uh, so it's a little bit new, but um, you know, all of the online stuff is up now and available. If anybody's interested, they may have even already sold out. But we're going to offer more because there's clearly a need. Right. Um, and also, it's good for people in Oklahoma because not I don't live there anymore, and mm-hmm. there aren't any certified intimacy directors that live in Oklahoma. The closest I can get you is Dallas. So the online stuff will be really good for you know the smaller locations that don't have access to big cities. You know close by mm-hmm. um and i know they're on twitter but i don't, I don't do twitter so i don't sound there uh do you enjoy not <laughs> being angry at the world that's weird <laughs> i just can't handle so many social media things at one time right yeah i know i know i just keep adding for more that. things like i can't I keep up 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh God, um, so wow. Yeah. That's a deep cut. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so I think that's, I think that's everything. Um, uh, but all the information is on our website. So feel free to check it out. And I'm, I'm on Facebook, you know, um, you can look me up. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm always trying to find, I mean, before COVID, I was always trying to travel new places to teach this information. Um, hopefully I can get back to that after yeah. things get a little safer. We get a vaccine maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Knock on wood. <laughs> would be nice. Yeah. Um, but if not, then I will just be teaching it from a, you know, a computer for the rest of my life. I guess. Right. <laughs> Who knew that, that performing uh, a kissing scene could, <laughs> it's a matter of life and death. <laughs> like, COVID is, is changing. When Brian and I have kids and they're teenagers and getting all weird and gross, we're going to have you come talk to them and talk about the dangers of kissing. Yeah. Dangerous. COVID dangerous. has made cooties reach a whole new level. <laughs> right? Okay, did you see the new article? I think it was the New York Post about how to have safe sex in the COVID world. No. There's, how can you have yeah, safe sex how do you in do the that? COVID world? First, sanitize everything. <laughs> yeah. They Keep your L nearby. <laughs> they recommended wearing a mask and getting what? creative. That okay? There's a scene from the from the movie uh, Naked Gun. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it's yes. that. It's become that scene. And then hazmat suits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you bring it to protection? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty much. You know, they were, and they actually advised to get kinky about it, which was weird to read. Really. Um, in an article, but like, yeah. So you know that like. How can you have sex without ever touching mouths or like? <laughs> Life finds a way. <laughs> well, if you, it's not going to be very good sex at right. all. If you have to take, it won't be. This is the most mediocre sure. I've ever had. <laughs> so just take a break, y'all. Everybody, yeah. just take a breather. <laughs> we had to stay six feet apart the whole time. It was really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I mean, you know. Beggars can't be choosy, I guess, but yeah. still. I'll take it. Know. It's been three months. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm glad that it's a sex positive article, at least. They're not saying like, yeah. you know, everybody abstain from sex completely because they're like, no, everyone should have more sex. We need people to have more sex because everyone's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Everyone calm down. I'm still <laughs> excited about the big baby boom after this quarantine. Yeah, the, the COVID babies, the yeah. uh the uh yeah. quarantine teenies or whatever. Uh, to be followed by the, the divorce boom that's probably gonna happen. Yeah, yes. no kidding. Yes. What predicted it. Mm, you, you you heard it here first, folks. It's gonna happen. <gasps> You're starting American? with me and Lainey. Oh, no. <laughs> because I wanted to stay six feet apart and you said no. <laughs> this is not going to work. I I'm can't reach work. that far. <laughs> Bring in the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Wow. What a world, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. This has been really, really yeah. fun getting to talk to you and getting to, getting to meet you and in quote unquote person in person yeah. yeah yeah likewise thanks for having me and and thanks for you know this is a topic that's really important to me and i feel like mm -hmm. um even though right now everything's paused it's still important to remember you know like we can't go back on right. this 
Like yep. we can't go back to what we had. Mm-hmm. It's we, we can only move forward and it's not about pointing fingers at, mm-hmm. at everybody. It's literally about, you know, how do we all move forward as an industry together without crumbling on each on itself, you know, and right. the only way forward is to make every voice heard in the room. Yep. Let's just keep so. everybody safe. Let's yeah. just that, you know, I mean like let's do it and we, and we got to do it together as, you know, as a community. So yeah, we got to do it together. Be <laughs> All righty. Tanya, All right. thank you. And you have thank a wonderful, you. wonderful Sunday. It's, it's been really fun. <laughs> well, that was freaking cool. Do you want me to sing my I Hate Boobies song? Do okay. You? Yes. I hate boobies. I hate butts. Butts. You shouldn't show them. It makes me go nuts. Nuts. No pun intended. Hey. Don't say either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to touch on that um, at the very beginning of the episode, she talked about how your brain whenever you're kissing, mm-hmm, like, yes. doesn't necessarily all the time interpret that as, you know, I'm acting, you know. Well, yeah, you yeah. You're- and I've always thought that. Like, you hear particular actors, they're just like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, we're just, We're just you know. acting. And part of me is just like, bull crap. Bull crap. And I love that she touched on that because that is something, and I know that it might be different with some people. Like, some people can just turn it off and whatever, but uh, for the majority of people, bull crap. <laughs> short circuit, Laney short circuit. So Yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it, uh, like... The fact that she not there's only... Bio, you're, we have biology, people! That she not only touches on it, but has, um, you know, different paths to... Um, counteract that in a very like subtle yeah. non-invasive non embarrassing non-exploitive way such as that beautiful baby angel dog oh dear <laughs> totes I, adorbs people I just people. think that's fantastic so but um, she touched on things that you know really really is you know okay so if we if you and I were in we, we were like not in a relationship, like if we were just co-workers okay. and we had to do a, an intimate scene. We were just co-workers, like... Right, yeah, if we were, if we were acting together. We had to do a- <laughs> if we were working at McDonald's and we had to do an intimate scene as co-workers, we're flipping our burgers. How would you... How, what, what would be your method to break it up? Like, here we are, we're flipping our burgers and action and we have to smooch. Lester. I'm just over here making this Big Mac for my favorite customer, Brenda. Ooh. It sure is hot in here. Ooh, it is hot in here, and I'm, I love that Big Mac on your spatula. I'm just going to unbutton the the top part of my mandatory McDonald's uniform. Ooh. Ignore my bear claw tattoo. That really Frenches my fries. <laughs> Lester. Let's keep it together. I don't know if it's the smell of all this French fried grease that works as an aphrodisiac. Af- aphrodisiac. Af- aphrodisiac. You've got to stop drinking on the job, Bertha. <laughs> but, 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 I feel like, I feel like you should eat one end of this French fry and I should eat another end of this French fry. And Oh, like a redneck lady in the tramp. We should meet in the middle. But this is not French fry. 
It's a delicious french fry. You can't have all of my french fry. So you're not consenting to me? I do not consent to you (laughs) eating my french fry. You know what? It is perfectly salted. I salted it myself. You know what? This french fry was perfectly assaulted. This is why we're 40 and still a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Edit. (laughs) Poor choice of improv. (laughs) Okay, you want to start from the... No, no, no. Wait, let's soldier on. <laughs> You're keeping this in there. How do we... You, because we still haven't... We haven't figured out how you, as a character, as Bertha, would maintain the professional relationship after performing this intimate scene. Okay, so... Okay, right. okay. So we're lady tramping it sh- with the French fry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my French fry. Okay. Meanwhile, back in the French fry world... Uh, Nom nom. Wait, no, I can't have your French fries. See, you've you've said no. You've I, broken the rule of improv. Now I have nowhere to go. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Should we should we eat the? <laughs> there, I successfully broke up the intimacy of this particular moment. I would just fart. That works too. <laughs> 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 yeah, and this is why that is a here. that is a <laughs> cure all method. Just shit your pants, <laughs> and the show could definitely go yeah. on after that. That is a I don't know. That might be a show stopper there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I now I understand the need for intimacy coordinators because yeah. left to my own left devices, your own devices yeah. I would just fart. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. You so- know, I met this new actress today, and uh, we we tried to do a a scene for the first time, and she just shot herself <laughs> at the end of it all. I I don't think I can look at her the same ever again. Okay. All sexual tension evaporated <laughs> in that very moment. <laughs> in all seriousness, like I really appreciate um what you know she's doing with you know everybody else in her. Yeah, I workforce. think it's just so because so cool as a woman like. And I mean, obviously, not just because I'm a woman, but I've been in um, moments where sexual um, comments, mm-hmm. unwanted, have mm-hmm. been made, and, and I, I apologized for that. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> but um, because of the person that it was coming from, like my natural instinct was to laugh it off and it mm-hmm. didn't get my point across that I did not welcome this, that this was right. not appropriate um, because well, I was so uncomfortable and caught off guard. So to have somebody there, like Somebody to be able to step in is just so great. I It's wonderful. And it just makes me so happy yeah. that there are people that care enough that see in between the lines mm-hmm. and um, actually make a game plan. So, yeah. yay. Yeah, um, good for her. That's so, uh, yeah. And you guys, if uh, I, I really implore you, if you are interested in becoming actors or if you're interested in becoming directors, if you're wanting to be a filmmaker, like this is really, really important stuff because these are people's lives that we're dealing with. And we want to keep everybody safe. I feel like I keep talking about that in, on, from different angles for the last few episodes. We just want to keep everybody safe. We want to be able to get home back to our families and you know not have horror stories yeah. so please if you're if you're wanting to pursue directing and acting you know check out tonya check out the program that the sh- that she has available at idcprofessionals.com it's really really great stuff she's a nice lady i just want her to come read me a bedtime story now yeah. too because 
everything that she talked about just made me feel so safe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I just. <laughs> That's an effective intimacy coordinator. What it if is, she made yeah. you feel the like? What if an intimacy coordinator <laughs> made you feel so unsafe? <laughs> The intimacy coordinator's here. Oh, God. She had a teardrop tattoo. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. She's always walking around in a cape. <sighs> and that pit bull was She's ferocious. always sharpening her knives. <laughs> that was the scariest pit bull I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> With her bow. Oh. She had the sleepy, like, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, she was being interrupted of her nap. Ma'am, why'd you wake me up? Alrighty, guys. Well, we're going to let you go. Uh, be sure to tune in in the next two weeks. And uh, if you like what you heard and you'd like to be a part of it yourself, please go to patreon.com slash okishosho or visit us online at okishosho.com on our social media at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Let's face it, Facebook and Instagram is far more focused upon... <laughs> it sounded like you said okishoshore. The okishoshore. That's... <laughs> he sells sea that's... seashells by the seashore. <laughs> Show sure. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? <laughs> I'm simple lady. Oh no, God. <laughs> Sorry. All right, y'all. We will see you in the next two weeks. And that's pretty much it. Bye. I hate boobies. The Okie Show Show is a mostly harmless media podcast recorded at Tower Studios in Oklahoma City. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you're a business or industry professional that would like to advertise on the podcast, email info at okieshowshow.com. Rates starting as low as $25.